A to Millennials, then Fall Society. On today's episode, I will be talking with Ricarda about borders that are physical and in the mind. This season's theme is limitations, and we're going to be covering that over the next five episodes. Enjoy! Hello and welcome back to A2 Millennials. I always am Louise Duncan and today I am joined by... Ricarda. Woohoo, back again. (laughs) And yeah, um, with this season we're going to be going over limitations and limits, whether that is personal or physical or in the case of today, maybe a bit more geographical. Um, and, And talk a little bit more to do with how we feel limited in various different ways in in our human existence. Um, (laughs) You know, simple topics, of course, simple topics. So, um, Ricarda, remind me, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I'm German and I grew up in Germany, but uh, I moved to the UK in 2015 originally just for a year and then the idea was to come back at least that's what I told my parents and friends and then decided to study here and move to Scotland uh like I, w- I was in Eng- down in England first moved to Scotland after that and have been here ever since brilliant and and I think interestingly in that self Germany has such a history with borders anyway so we will we will sort of skirt around the political differences or difficulties there should I say Mm-hmm. Um, and I think talk, talk about a little bit more of the kind of current climate as I think we're in a really, I want to say difficult, but we'll call it interesting time for borders within the UK at the moment. Oh, yes. Um, because I think, I think, how how would you define geographical borders? Oh, God, that's that's a very good question you know as a, as a politics master student I think my, mm. my brain immediately kind of goes to the concept of the state and territory um, uh, and 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 that division so very kind of well clear-cut borders here probably in in Europe in my most cases but also very vague sometimes um, if, if you look at maybe more conflict, areas um where where borders are not very clear so i i would definitely say even though the the term border might immediately give associations with you know a wall or kind of clear cut mm. lines i don't really think that's the case i think it's very it's a lot more vague than people might assume yeah. I think definitely with Europe itself and within Europe, as as I've done a lot of traveling as a kid, especially we did, you know, a big road trip where you just sort of drive. And so my concept of borders started with an initial, well, it's when you hit that big sign on the road that is in a different language. You know, that's, that's <laughs> kind of what I think is borders sometimes. 
Um, and it's always wonderful when you see that sign that's like, welcome to, I love, I love those. Oh, I know. There's something kind of beautiful about the idea of kind of welcome to this new land. Even though you've only traveled, you know, you're, you're just moving a small distance of space, you've sort of crossed a border. There's some really interesting ideas surrounding how borders change over time that, that we're not usually used to. Oh, yes. I think the, the changing borders... Uh, is a really interesting <laughs> concept um, because so my my grandparents are from the kind of border of France mm. and uh, it's really funny to to talk about my nationality because I would say I'm I'm probably mostly German even though I I don't I frankly don't care but um, I I was asked often like whether there's some some French maybe and we don't know because sometimes it was German yeah. territory sometimes it was French territory and, and the border shifted a lot and and you can still see that today you know there's old um, old places where, where border control used to be and isn't anymore mm. um, and obviously that's a whole different kind of topic of why these territory shifts happened but um, mm. <laughs> um, but I think it's still interesting to kind of see that um, in relation to what you just said and I think as well we should make it very clear um, that we you know we're recording this in 2021 and Brexit is happening uh, they tell us um, you know, and and all these different trade agreements are happening, and um, people are getting more bigoted. Uh, I, sorry, I mean, um, I think there's some really difficult <laughs> discussions to do with where are the borders? Are the borders in our mind? You know, I think it, Britain. I say Britain, but then there's Northern Ireland, but the 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 you know continent of United yeah. Kingdom, the big one. Um, is an island in itself so arguably there there is a kind of a border there but then I think yeah when it comes to breaking up the UK you know there's already nearly four countries involved you know there's a republic it's it's I think generally really messy and and I think that only adds to those ideas of borders being more in our minds than physically there what would you say to that? 100 percent um i think uh, yeah I, I do say that the uk probably has a very special place within european borders because of what you said of like the the, the kind of removedness from the mainland um mm. and I, I did have very interesting conversations especially around the brexit voting time actually or shortly afterwards with friends who are very much like on like remainers um and are not happy with the current situation but honestly said they were like we're so pro-europe but we don't feel european while I would right. very comfortably say, yes, European is part of my identity. And I, I would say that has to do partly with borders and the closeness to borders. Mm. Um, of like, it, it, the border is so close, I don't, you know, as, as you said earlier, we can just pass it. I, I cross the French border every time I go to my grandparents twice. And yeah. it's so easy. There, There is this connectedness with everyone in a way that that I would say maybe um and this is obviously not speaking for everyone in the UK but maybe some people don't feel that connection even though they are very much kind of pro EU um and I think that's very very interesting to see that that it has a lot to do with mentality yeah 
And, and of course, it all links in with identity. And I think, um, especially, you know, with you and my upbringing, we spent kind of, form, you know, formative years in Europe. And so not just because of that would I say that I feel European, but also um, I have seen the amazing effects that Europe has done in terms of um, the brilliant subsidies of funding that it has done for large portions of the roads within Scotland, um, for the innovation that Europe brings, because weirdly, a lot of Scotland is a bit like lots of parts of Europe. There's sort of hills and all this natural energy and resources, um, and it's kind of like, well, what do we do to them? Uh, how, or how can we how can we help ourselves best? And Europe has sort of been helpful in that. I would see that as being a part of Europe, as, as, you know, benefiting and helping towards those common goals and ideas. But it's definitely more inside my mind because I'll speak to, you know, friends who we have here and they can feel so detached, I think, physically, you know, partly because of that physical distance. But if you've never really been and explored and within Europe, I think you don't see how similar it is, that it is just another country, that all of our cultures are the same, that we can relatively all speak the same languages everywhere <laughs> we go. You know, there's uh, a lot of the languages cores are so similar that you can tend to understand bits and bobs without knowing languages, which is what I think is most interesting, that there isn't even a language barrier sometimes. Absolutely. And what you're saying is really important because with both our examples, I feel like you can just see that it's a lot about the personal experience of individuals, of how much do they know and kind of see that there is a connection to Europe. So traveling there is one thing or being close to the borders is another, but also being aware that these roads have been built or I think um, maybe Erasmus plus and, and kind mm. of exchange programs um, with us, you know, having you having recently completed university and, and, and me still going through it. <laughs> um, I know. It's, it's kind of that's that's very fresh in my mind is obviously at the moment, a lot of students are quite sad about the fact that the program is finishing. Yeah. But I think for many who were lucky enough to experience it, that has really built a connection to Europe and to other individuals feeling similarly. I also think there's a shared history there that the, you know, as, as you're sort of saying with territories changing and, and the kind of, you know, we have been through a lot of the same events, I think, over the last kind of two, three hundred years. I think, you know, when we're talking about the global pandemic, I mean, it's global. So, of course, everyone, you know, dealt with the previous pandemics and and, you know, I think the the wars that have been together that have shaped parts of history at the same time, you know, the development of technology has happened in a similar time. I think mm. there is a kind of a shared history, maybe maybe i'm just saying nonsense but there's you know there are there is architecture that is the same time there is you know even though stylistic and materials have changed there is kind of elements that happened together and i feel that's that's what kind of can bring you together or or can set you on a similar path 100% i think um you know we i'm i'm very much an advocate of of celebrating differences um etc and then at the same time, I also noticed how in the end, when I connect with people, I will probably first find similarities. And, and that is not to kind of put a hierarchy on these because I, I you know, have amazing conversations and, and, and situations with people where we're like, oh, we have zero similarity. Let's talk about this. That's amazing. Mm. But I think there is something in that that you 
you kind of feel safe within yeah. something that is very similar to what you know and obviously then places that border yours whatever that means so i don't mean this in the kind of current dominant dominant kind of political sense of border but but generally whatever border means for you um mm. i think then it definitely does this connection to yourself and your identity in a way yeah and i think there's something that we often are prone to that kind of binary opposite if you are not like me you must be other or that idea of well i am this or or you know so you are that so i must be this and different or other and i think there is very little or or there's maybe not a natural inclination for okay well you're maybe a little bit different but i am similar in these ways and i think that's a sort of can be very difficult in some situations where there are such you know where where religions tear people apart or where systemic oppression can tear people apart of course there is going to be binary opposites and those difficult but you're right I think borders can exist within um people's safe spaces and, and exist between people's interests I mean even just with hobbies there will be borders between well I do this with thread and you do that with thread so we're totally different even though an <laughs> outsider might think actually you're both doing crafting so are you not then the same I like the example that's that's fantastic <laughs> Just, yeah, to try but, and give a very PC example. <laughs> no, but I, I agree that, um, obviously what you say is very right, that we're, we're defining ourselves through what we are not and how we are different from other people a lot of the time. Um, well, yeah, we, we, we also share a lot. And there, I think, borders become really important because I often see borders as... A divide not just physically but also in people's minds where they're like okay I identify myself as this and because I, I can do this because you are different because you're behind this border while mm. I then also see the other way around where yeah borders can kind of become fluent but they can also connect people and and they're actually a lot more I don't know welcoming sometimes than than you would think and I think that very much connects to what I think you said earlier to do borders exist in our minds like I would very much personally say that borders are to an extent a social construct but obviously that doesn't mean they're not real um it just means they are what we make of them oh god that sounds very <laughs> um. wow yes no i see i i i agree with you there and um, i know we maybe think it sounds a little pretentious but i think getting at the core of that is even the way that you and i view borders is i think quite different in some respects especially because i feel very strongly about an independent scotland hmm. mainly because i think that there should we should still have that attachment to europe so there are independent sort of independentist thoughts processes there with also unionist thought processes there about being part of the european union and um, but an independent scotland you know so so what are those values and how do they clash and clearly in my mind there are obvious borders there to build up those thought processes and thinking but there must also be something else that I can't just be like oh well I would love everyone to get on and be all together and, and what does that mean <laughs> I would love to explore the the independence kind of the referendum and, and your opinion on that a little because I 
often struggle with it because as as living in Scotland and and you know I call Scotland my home and I would very much like to do that for quite a while um in a way I have quite a strong opinion on independence as well because I'd also love to be part of the EU obviously that's a very very kind of selfish reason it has very little to do with Scotland and its history as such even though obviously mm. I've, I've kind of considered that within the whole topic um, and I was wondering how much that plays into it with you yeah well I think I definitely remember you know being in France as a kid and people being told I ah uh, yes you're English and being like no I'm Scottish <laughs> um and the importance that that held until I came back and everyone's like oh you're French and I was like hold up you know I have never been French I definitely wouldn't claim that I am French I think at any point and and I think in my mind that created a huge border between the two if that makes sense not only that I'm not English I'm Scottish and and what does that individual history mean but also that no I am not then French you know and what does that mean but I think as I have grown up and as I have you know used language to connect with people who speak French so not necessarily French people I've met but a sort of a huge mix of people across the the board who happen to have French as one of the tools that they can use to connect with others I think I that idea of what France and French was has sort of faded and mixed I think those borders in my mind have changed Mm -hmm. because I have experienced France in a different way which now that's sounding very pretentious I think (laughs) I know France (laughs) um no 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 I think I do think that there is something to it um that crossing borders in itself you know does something to you but it's not the same as living behind a different border. I think there is there is definitely a difference there. Like I, I feel much more connectedness to Scotland, for example, than to England. I would I would say um, apologies to everyone English listening. You're wonderful, but you know it's just. Um, and then obviously there's there's again a very different feeling to to anything within German borders um, and sometimes I do wonder is that just because I've been there longest and then than Scotland um, or is that maybe maybe more of a mentality that I have um, but it's it's definitely interesting to kind of explore my personal opinion towards not not opinion more kind of my internal feelings towards certain borders well i think we've just got to keep you here long enough till you've spent the most amount of time here and then then we see the inner turmoil (laughs) yes yes i want that please um (laughs) as long as i'm allowed to stay here that would be great (laughs) absolutely well we love you here but yeah, I think I think in terms of borders themselves, they can affect people in a lot of different ways. And I always think to, it's a weird link, I know, but um, Conan O'Brien has his sort of series of serieses, um, which is Conan Without Borders, where he travels to different locations and, you know, it's still constructed. It's still a TV show. There's still got to be entertainment value, but he travels to various different locations and kind of integrates into elements of the culture and tries to 
maybe not leave the place better, but, you know, let us know about great charity work. Let us know about people who are doing, you know, who are fighting the oppression and who are who are making things or the lives of others better. And I have always thought that that as kind of a set of series was a really interesting way to look at borders, that there is that sense of because he is traveling there, there is then not a border of that idea of that kind of hard border rather than here is past a border. What what would you say mm. about that? I think that is really interesting because I, I do want to see more incorporation of borderless or, or, or kind of soft borders um, mm. in our minds but at the same time what came to my mind here was can I just travel across a border and all of a sudden I'm an expert at what's happening here um, yes. so obviously yeah. I, I've, I've not seen it it sounds interesting I'm definitely going to give it um, a watch after this but um, I would say there's there's one thing of kind of exploring your own feelings and your own experiences of okay I've, I've I'm here now but what does that mean what what do I see and I think that's absolutely fair enough but um I do think that there is a value to people who are local obviously and that uh, these these differences need to be taken into account so um it's thus do I really know what exactly this place that I travel to makes this place and I think there sometimes this idea of crossing borders is a lot easier for some people than for others not just personally but also based on what passport you have and and other factors um and and I think we can't forget that within it that like crossing borders is beautiful but it's not as easy for everyone yeah i think that an appreciation of why is there a border there in the first place or when did that border get there or why is that border there i think in the same way that it changed a lot for your grandparents there are a lot of different places in the world where (laughs) borders are very much disputed and how that does not benefit the people that are living there. You know, that there are all of these discussions about who owns what bit of land or what does that mean to be on that bit of land when is the people who are there just need to, or just want to live their lives. Not regardless of borders, but I think believe in what they believe in and and want, want to live, really. Um, and I think especially there are sort of those difficult limitations when it comes to, because if you've both got different idea of the same border, it can mean that you can both believe something very strongly different, but have the same physical border or have the same mental border. And so there is kind of an impasse, even though your viewpoints are very different. Oh yeah, and that happens all the time at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's still, still a huge issue and um, giving me... I don't know, flashbacks to my last international law lecture. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think what is interesting with that, if we're on on the topic of problems with borders, etc., is, and and you mentioned kind of, you know, Conan without borders, there's there's also, there's a lot of um, NGOs that work without without borders. You know, you have lawyers without borders, doctors without borders. And I would say, well... I'm very, very impressed with a lot of things they are doing. I'm also getting more and more cautious of these all-circumfacing ideas and organizations of, okay, like, 
without borders, but where are they coming from? What are they bringing into yeah, different yeah. borders? Are there not more local organizations and people who might know a lot better um, what, what is necessary within these borders? And obviously that's now kind of local, regional, state level, whatever you want to call it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think definitely that, you know... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There's those ideas that I think, you know, uh, Doctors Without Borders, you know, you, we think that there's these kind of heroic ideas of these doctors going out there and saving lives and whatever. But even in that, there are kind of white saviour complexes. There are difficulties surrounding how, you know, it's not about we bring you the health, but there are also still wars going on in countries where there are people that are not able to get access to doctors. And so the work that they do is brilliant. But I think tied in within that are really difficult ideas that need to be unpacked and that I think each individual has to understand before you can sort of do something like that. I think you're right, the idea of sort of bringing bringing things. We brought you stuff to this place, you know, can sometimes be really difficult. And I think partly to remember about that Conan Without Borders is it is a comedy show at the end of the day. You know, it can do nice, meaningful bits. It can do whatever. But the context that it is played in is that, look, this is exotic or this is other mm. or this is whatever. And, and in that, you know, I think the show does the best it can but at the end of the day it is a show and there's only so much of an impact it can leave on either the place it has just visited or the people that it's trying to kind of open the minds about because at the end of the day I think in saying oh look we're doing all this great stuff without these borders or with through borders I think they also kind of create different borders absolutely absolutely and i think it does come back to an extent to the who can cross borders because it is easier for for example a lot of people from from europe you know um and 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 that is interesting that in a way as you say crossing these borders also reaffirms them to the extent that you know we've been talking about brexit and i have very much considered thinking okay should i should i kind of look into how to get a british passport and british citizenship um yeah. uh, because this is my home on an individual level and and i i hear a lot of don't get rid of your german passport and obviously i wouldn't but that made me think a lot about what does it mean to be German and to have that? Because, you know, the German passport is considered the most powerful one. And I was like, what What does powerful passport even mean? My passport can, you yeah. know, it's not a shield. I cannot hold it up and I'm protected. Um, yeah, but yeah. I can go to so many places. Like I, I, I looked it up years ago and I was like, oh, a powerful passport means you can travel to the most places. And I thought that was really interesting, was that being able to cross borders is equated with power. Yeah, and I think in that there is something, maybe I don't want to say problematic, but maybe that there are limitations in itself with that idea of, you know, is power the, is power the ability to go or is power the ability to get away you know is power mm. the ability to be able to dip in and see and have a great time and leave and maybe it's a mixture of all of those things but yeah I, I had never really thought too much about powerful passports um 
But understanding that the the situation in the UK currently has meant that a lot of people's citizenship and validation has been questioned when, you know, they are hardworking individuals who have, you know, donated to the country, who have given their all, who have lived their all their lives or more. Um, and yet uh, by some people, by certain borders, are seen as other. And that has always sort of been bizarre to me um, as someone who traveled a lot as a kid you know and who experienced and who learned I couldn't see that as being the other way around 100% I mean the concept of kind of nationality as such is very bizarre I feel like as soon as you look into it closer you're like oh this, this whole system is very strange but we just kind of accept it I guess you know it's just and I think Yeah, nationalism can be a real problem in itself because I think of the borders that it has to stand on. Mm. That kind of, when you take away those borders, you cannot have nationalistic viewpoints or or they, they, they start to sort of waver a bit more. Because I think partly you have to have those binary opposites of, well, if I am this, I am not that. And again, that that is sort of a problematic and and difficult situation, which is very strange seeing as Scotland currently has a national party, a nationalistic party as its main leading party and has for a good few years. Oh, yes. You know, which it goes against the ideas that various other nationalistic parties have supported, but also still falls into those nationalistic and border-based limitations. 100%. I I know that (laughs) Scotland has challenged me on so many levels uh, and that like the the, no in a a beautiful way as in like challenged my perceptions of the world basically Um, (laughs) because and the SNP is definitely part of that because I remember you know as a German coming here Mm -hmm. and people talking about a nationalist party and I was like oh my god where am I you know I was like this is dangerous guys we cannot do this like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yeah. oh god <laughs> um so that was definitely yeah absolutely weird to me but but not not necessarily in a negative sense I, I thought it was good to learn that there is alternative ways to do nationalism even though I'm still very very kind of careful and skeptical and 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 not a big fan of the nation state and nationalism as concepts um but it was refreshing to see yeah and I think I think that's because political beliefs can go beyond ideas like national or because you know I use beliefs because it really is what you believe in whether it's kind of political or religious or whatever it all ends up being what you've constructed in your mind and what is your experience and I think it goes beyond concepts of capitalism or communism or socialism or whatever you know it sort of enters a new realm of what you can believe could be so built up from little ideas that you have picked up that I think everyone sort of has their own mix of what is their true political belief, if that makes sense, that I really think that one party cannot represent everyone because we are all built up and constructed from all these little different bits that we have picked up. And as the world becomes more polarised and as people are able to explore and travel more, I think we have picked up more of all these little different bits from everywhere so that kind of our viewpoints can be so uh, widened. But I think that then also limits us with our being able to experience and understand others because we're sort of getting such 
bitty viewpoint what would you say to that yeah no i <laughs> i fully agree um and i think and i think it's really really interesting to look at all these different bits that make me me and and have like form my political opinion because you know on on the topic of party politics it also means it makes it incredibly hard um because there will most likely always be something that doesn't sit right and where do you make that decision and in a way that's that's also kind of well borders i wanted to make a very cool cool connection to our topic but now it doesn't really work <laughs> but you know I mean, these no, borders I think, I think it's part yeah, of it right like the, like borders of, of different different ideas within you or different categories of what what is important to you and then having to weigh up what does you know what what is most important to me and and um, where do I draw the line uh, in voting w- with myself, with other people? What can I, you know, what can I deal with? What can I not deal with? And yeah, I think that's that's kind of constant renegotiation with yourself and with the world. Um, yeah, and I mean, voting, voting is the best way that an individual can be involved in borders. I think you've got to remember. I mean, with all with all the <laughs> With all the exits that's going on right now, you can kind of see how people are wanting control of their borders. But whether that means the physical space that of their, you know, the geographical space that their country resides in or their republic or their state or whatever, or whether that means, you know, I think immigration is one of those ones that people will curl up over or will not fully understand, but it, it's kind of a beautiful thing is to move around and travel as we have both seen mm. but that understanding is part of our borders that we understand when as people will see borders as no it's a way to keep people out <laughs> yeah you know and if that's if that's how you want to see borders it's going to be incredibly difficult to make you see because you choose to want that as part of your view of borders you know and I think I think it is partly what what we've experienced and what we choose, what we believe in, you know, that builds mm. up yeah. those ideas because there's no getting away from ourselves. We can't oh, oh ugh, we can't border off ourselves. <laughs> I like that. Um, no, definitely, and I think it has a lot to do with um, safety as well. I think you know, in the in the same way that categories and and stereotypes, in a way, sometimes give people safety i think borders do as well um but they're not realizing how much harm this can actually do so you you feel safe within your borders um but why why is there the notion that you wouldn't be safe outside your borders or that it wouldn't be safe to have someone cross your borders um Mm. and I think that, you know, then becomes obviously, again, really, really politically brought up immigration. And that's, that is a huge um, issue, especially with Brexit. Um, but, you know, I think I think that that notion of safety, um, as problematic as I find it, I try to, I try to emphasize with, uh, if only to argue against, against it, because I think it's, it's a false idea of safety um but Mm. it's interesting how much weight we sometimes put on borders 
Um, and I think we can move on uh, as we're sort of starting mm-hmm. to wrap things up a little bit of whatever this sort of discussion is. Um, <laughs> I think in terms of our views for the hopes of borders, I think we're in a time where borders are really starting to change. And I think our understanding of borders are starting to change. Not to say that borders have never changed or this is the only time humans have done this. But I think with the current neoliberal sort of movements, um, we are starting to reassess some of the borders in our worlds um, and what those mean, whether they're geographical, physical, mental, whatever. Unions, not unions, all of this stuff I think we can encompass under the kind of borders in our lives. And how do... how or as you and I, Ricardo, how do we want to treat them moving forward? Well, um, I think this is definitely a, a, a clashing in, or like a clash in my head on what I think is going to happen because I don't see borders lose their importance anytime soon. If only um, they, they become they become more unclear, but also more fought over. But I guess I just want to see the opposite. Um, that's that's idealistic, Ricardo speaking now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've seen the beauty of crossing borders and of of being able to call a new place within a different border my home, and I am aware that I'm privileged to do so. Um, and I have definitely been more aware since Brexit because that privilege might be stripped away you know and that's that's um an interesting experience for me and Mm. probably good for me to experience in a way but i'd really really like to see that borders become less important within our safety mechanisms because i think as as we kind of said throughout this podcast crossing borders is such a beautiful experience um and it should be it should be made easy, you know. Yeah, beautifully said. Um, and I think that's something that free movement is one of those ones which we have benefited from the most, maybe. And I know that it has shocked people the most when coming to Brexit, um, or or has shocked people a lot because it was an unexpected benefit for some. Um, though it was something that you and me sort of clung on to. Um, that that ability and that that sort of freedom in a way as it as it is a form of freedom and so uh, that is something which though it was very present for a lot of my life is now starting to feel unrealistic or idealistic again um which which is really really sad because it you're right it was something beautiful and and powerful in itself and i guess yeah we just got to keep voting ricardo Yes, we'll keep voting. We'll we'll vote all the time. <laughs> um, is there any resources you would like to point people towards if they're sort of interested in knowing a bit more about some of your perspectives? Or is there anything you would like to link people towards just as, as good reading and, and things that you enjoy? Unfortunately, don't have anything specific in my mind right now uh I'll, I'll let i'll let you know if something comes up i'm, I'm sure tonight i'll lay in my bed and i'm like god oh, damn it i should have said this one um in, but <laughs> i think what i do find really interesting um you know is, is kind of looking at these concepts so if people are interested then looking up 
border versus territory and 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 the nation state and states as concepts and um more local approaches to borders and there's a lot of work out there on alternatives to the nation state as a concept um, and I think looking into that so basically I would say doing the research and not just relaying on the mainstream text because what I notice more and more when doing my research from masters is that there is a lot of work out there by people on alternatives way alternative ways to see borders but it's not very widely distributed it's published but it's not widely distributed so it is a little bit of kind of work but i'll have a look and if i find something i'll kind of give it to you maybe you can pass it on amazing thank you so much for that and this has been a lovely talk it was thank you so much for having me this was fun as always <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of A2 Millennials. If you enjoyed, please leave a review or share it with your friends. If you want to be involved or have any questions, email contact at nakamedia.co.uk. Bye for now.